Welcome to So You Want to Be a Copywriter, brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses. Your host is Bernadette Schwert, who you'll find at copyschool.com, and you can find out more about all our copywriting courses at copywritingcourses.com.au. Now, over to Bernadette. I've coached over 10,000 people to become freelance copywriters. That's a lot of people, right? And when you coach that many people and you watch what they do with the information you give them, it's fascinating to see what happens. Some people take the tools and run with them and create wildly successful copywriting careers. And they get all the requisite benefits that come from being a successful copywriter. Freedom to work wherever they want, when they want, with whom they want, and the satisfaction of getting paid very well to do something they really love. And some people don't take the information. They find reasons as to why that tool or that tip or that template won't work for them. And they go back to doing what they were doing. And they kind of forget that they ever had a dream to do something that they really loved. And they never get the chance to flex that writing talent and become the copywriter they so desperately wanted to become. And that's sad, right? Tragic in some respects, because a lot of people have the potential to be brilliant, but it's just the confidence that's letting them down. And I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. Success leaves clues. So I wanted to distill my 20 years of coaching into just a few tips that will help you find the confidence you need to get started so that you get to live the copywriting life of your dreams. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and this is the podcast for those looking to reinvent their lives as a copywriter and want some inspiration and practical tips on how to do it. I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. If you'd like to build a side hustle, work from wherever you want, check out our courses and discover how copywriting can help you find the independence and freedom you seek. You can find out more at writercenter.com.au forward slash essentials or copyschool.com. Here's a testimonial from a student who completed one of our courses. He said, hi, Bernadette, just a quick thank you for your coaching feedback last week. I did what you said and applied your negotiation tips to get the client to say their number first. And we agreed on $4,500 to write 10 LinkedIn articles for a flooring company. That was more than I ever thought I would get. This is my first paid copywriting gig, and it's more than paid for the copywriting course. Thank you. Well, thank you, Simon, for sharing your feedback. So if you like our podcast, why not leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Let's get started. So here we go. Here are the tips you need to know in order to fast track your copywriting career. Number one, don't wait to be anointed as a copywriter. The first step to becoming a copywriter is to decide to be a copywriter. No one will ever anoint you as a fully fledged writer and no number of degrees or diplomas and certificates will mean you are a writer. You have to give yourself that title and the permission to be a writer now. So don't waste any more time worrying about whether you have those credentials and the experience and the knowledge to be a writer. Everyone is a copywriter in waiting. All that's missing is the self-belief. So decide right now 
and say out loud to anyone in particular, I'm a copywriter. (laughs) Get used to saying it, own it. If you're nervous, try saying it to people that you come across in your life who don't really matter to you. You know, it could be the supermarket checkout person. It could be strangers at a party or it could be parents at the swimming centre who ask you what you do or even better people on a plane or something like that where the stakes are really low and you can just try out this pitch to see how it goes for you. If you say it often enough with enough congruence, you will start to believe it. And what you'll also discover is that most people will take you at face value and accept what you say about yourself to be true. Quite refreshing, really. You can actually determine your own fate. So don't wait for anyone to give you permission to become a copywriter. You already are. You just have to believe it yourself. Number two, get your business cards printed. Now, anyone who knows me know that this is what I say to anyone kicking off their career. And I get lots of pushback with this because people say, oh, business cards are old hat and and outdated. They're not. But now that you've given yourself permission to become a copywriter, it, it is time to take action and get a bit more serious. And if you're at a networking event, for example, and someone says to you, wow, you're a copywriter. How convenient. I've been looking for one. The next thing they're going to say is, have you got a card or can we keep in touch? So if you don't have a card, you will fumble around in your bag to find a pen and a paper to swap details and you probably write it on the back of a napkin. Not very professional. Messy, right? Why not just go to a local printer, Vistaprint or your local Snap printer and just order 100 business cards with the word copywriter listed as your occupation? Nothing will set you up in the minds of others as a copywriter as quickly as this. This is the key to getting work. As I mentioned, you will be seduced into thinking, I'll just connect with them on LinkedIn or Insta or whatever. And sure, it's a connection, etc. But really, nothing beats having a business card. We use social to get our prospects onto our email database. So you may as well get their email address to start with. So when you give your card, get their card back as well. All right. It might seem old fashioned to be swapping cards like this, but if you want to fast track getting work, then this is what's going to do it for you. Because when that prospective client gets back to their office, for example, They will empty their purse or their bag or their wallet. Those cards will fall out. They may not even take action on it in that moment, but it will sit there. And eventually they might look at it and think, I meant to ring that person. I'll give them a call now. If they don't have that card visually in their line of vision, you've been completely forgotten. And even if they do want to look you up on LinkedIn, they can't remember how they spelt your name. And if they get it wrong, they'll never find you, right? So it just just causes all sorts of problems and ambiguity by leaving up to connecting with your socials. Just have the card handy. It's about $20. It's so simple to do. And also it saves you having to explain yourself to some degree because you've given the card, which proves you are a copywriter. So even if you don't believe you are one, the client will or the prospective client will. And once you have a few cards, you have the beginnings of a database and you own the data. And unlike social media, you don't have to pay to play. 
So what are you waiting for? Ring that printer and order your cards. Number three, choose a name for your business and logo quickly. Most writers are pretty good at procrastinating. I speak with authority. (laughs) My sock drawer and my pantry are never as tidy as when a major deadline is looming, and I'm in that genuinely. So novice copywriters often procrastinate when they choose their business name and logo. My recommendation is don't sweat small stuff. Don't major in minors. The name of your business and the colour of your logo won't win you or lose you, for that matter, any clients. The key is to get started and get those business cards printed. All you need to get started with your copywriting is your first name, your last name, an email, your social handles if you have them, even just LinkedIn, a mobile phone number and a dinky little image to put on the card to give it a bit of colour. What will get you clients is getting that card into other people's hands. So the business name, the website, the ABN, the company structure, that can all wait. Well, the ABN is probably more important than anything, but nonetheless, all those other things can wait. Because if you wait for all those elements to be ready, it could be six months and you've lost six months of valuable prospecting time. In the meanwhile, you could have sourced six clients who could help you fund the website build. So if in doubt about what to call your business, just call it your name. And go and get your URL if you want with yourname.com and .com.au so you've reserved them both and get started. As Reid Hoffman, who was the co-founder of LinkedIn, said, if you're happy with what you've launched, you've launched too late. So don't wait for things to be perfect. Go out and start getting those items together. Number four, find a space to work. So if you're going to be a copywriter, you'll need a place to write. So take time to set up a space in your home where you can work. The kitchen table is not ideal as you'll constantly need to move your stuff every time you sit down to eat. A spare bedroom is ideal or even your own bedroom if space is limited. Now you'll need quiet. So you need to tell everyone in the household that if they want to eat and have a roof to live under, then they need to keep the telly down. Now, some of you might be asking, well, what even is a telly? Well, it's a big square box that sits on the... I'll digress. (laughs) Now, you probably need large-ish blocks of hours to work. It takes about an hour to get going after finishing those more important tasks like washing the dishes and dusting and sorting out the sock drawer. But once you've started, you'll lose track of time and get into the zone, as we call it, and you won't want to stop. This is a good place to be in, so try to extend that for as long as possible. Set yourself up with a good computer a keyboard that suits you, a fast internet connection, a printer, a mobile phone, a comfy chair, and a view of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, if you can afford it. Sure, the setup may cost you a bit, especially the view of the bridge, but when you consider that it costs virtually nothing to buy into the business of being a copywriter, it's not much to invest to build the business of your dreams. Number five, rewrite bad advertisements and make them better. The best part about advertising is that the product is all around us. It's everywhere we look, from the box of cereal on the table to the billboard on the freeway that you're driving under to the ad you saw on Facebook. 
Now, your mission is to turn up your advertising antenna, as I call it, so that you don't just consume the advertising around you, but actively notice it and assess it. Become the critic and rewrite the headline, either mentally or on an actual page. If you have this level of awareness and try to rewrite every bad headline that you see, you'll be able to improve your copywriting skills without actually writing a word for a real client. Now, there are plenty of bad advertisements out there, so you shouldn't have any trouble finding them. Now, I don't recommend sending your revised version to the company in question because people don't really like being told how bad their ads are, unsurprisingly, unless they ask for advice, of course, and then you can. So just do it for you. If you really want to use the work for yourself, change the company name to an, make it anonymous. I was going to say anonymous it, but I can't say that word, so I'm not going to say it, so to make it anonymous. <laughs> Design it up in Canva. And your portfolio is ready to go. So this is a really nice way of actually increasing your skill set, increasing your awareness, doing the actual work, putting it into Canva, and then creating some portfolio pieces to put on your website when you're ready to rock and roll. Number five, start local. Now, students often ask me if they should look for copywriting work from like America or Asia or far afield. And my first question to them is, why? Now, why go so far afield when there's tons of work to be had right here, much of it on your doorstep? Now, most business owners want to do business with people they know and like. That's why you should always start local and work from there. For example, I guarantee you that if you are a parent and you have a child playing footy or netball, there's a parent in that cohort who needs your copywriting help. If they don't, I bet the footy or netball club do. And if they don't, I guarantee you the primary school or the kinder does. So my recommendation is to check those websites, their newsletters, their social media channels, and see how consistent they are with updating their copy and distributing content. The club president would no doubt be delighted to see the club's marketing collateral updated by a talented writer like yourself. And not only that, by being part of the club committee in an informal fashion, you'll meet new people who will quickly see what you can offer and start referring you as the go-to writer to their colleagues. Start local. Once the word gets out that you are that person and you have that talent, I guarantee you the work will flow. Tip number seven, take your growing collection of business cards seriously. What you're creating right now is a database, which is simply a list of people who may do business with you now or in the future. Now, right now, you have a client list of, let's say, zero, <laughs> none. That's okay, right? Everyone has to start somewhere. But don't make the mistake that most small businesses make when starting out, which is failing to keep a database of names and addresses. When you're out networking, make it your goal to offer the client something compelling. Now, it could be a research report, an ebook, a cheat sheet, a template, a discovery session, so that they offer you their card. And when you get back to the office, data enter their details into your database and then send them the resource, right? So it's that swapping of details in exchange for a lead or a 
ethical bribe. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was a database. So you need to be focused, methodical and disciplined and try to make every exchange with colleagues an opportunity to educate them about what you do. That is the secret to building a database. Tip number eight. Let's say you've been out networking. Good. And by the way, when I say networking, I mean chatting to people. That's as serious as it gets, okay? The the days of selling things to people has gone. Nobody can be sold anything. I don't believe we can now just educate and inform, right? But when you're out there, we call it networking, but it's really just having a chat. You're collecting business cards and promoting your service. Great. So now it's time to do something with those business cards. And that's where that database comes in that we just talked about. Now, as I said, a database is just a fancy name for a list of names and details of prospects and clients. You can use sophisticated software to manage your list like Active Campaign or Clavio. But if you've only got a small list, why not start with MailChimp or even an Excel spreadsheet so that you can keep track of all those details? MailChimp is free if you have under a certain number of subscribers. So that's a really nice way to begin. And this database will become your most valuable resource without a doubt. This is what other people will pay you for if you want to sell your business. You may not want to do that, but if you did, that's what they'll be buying. So they're not going to buy you because you'll be off in the Bahamas selling your yacht, but they'll be buying your goodwill. They'll be buying your client list and all the work that you've put into building up this database over the years. So start now. All you need to collect at this stage is that first name, the last name, their phone number, their email, website, social handles and company name, all of which is mostly available through a business card, which is why it's so important to get their business card as well. So once you've got your list, you want to start contacting them to educate them about what you do. That's where your email newsletter comes in handy. So in the meanwhile, keep collecting those business cards Treat them seriously and enter the data into your database. You'll be glad you did because this is the beginning of how you automate your marketing. And if ever you think one card card is not worthy of anything, each card could be worth $5,000, $10,000, maybe more, because that's what that client could pay you for the copywriting work you do for them. So even though it's only one card, do see it as a very, very valuable piece of data because it could generate that kind of income for you. Number nine, know your copywriting rates. Okay. At some stage, hopefully sooner rather than later, someone somewhere will ask you how much you charge. Now there is no industry rate card. So don't be fooled into thinking that there's a standard rate. There isn't. The only rate you need to worry about is the rate you charge and how good you are at selling that proposition. We have a rate card that you can use to get started, but you know that the fees you based, the fees that you use to talk to the client about, they are set by you. And even though I might recommend a particular sum for a particular medium, you can say, no way, Bernadette, I'm charging three times that, right? So go crazy. Or you might say, you know what? That doesn't make me feel comfortable. I'm going to charge three times less than that. Okay, so it's up to you what you charge. And the rate card is there to give you an indication, right? But here's the thing. That client 
hasn't got a copy of the rate card. So they don't know what the standard industry rates are unless they've done their research, right? And even then, there's all sorts of copywriters charging all sorts of levels of fees. So don't be led into thinking that there is a rate that you need to abide by, like a union, because you don't. To get started, write down all the types of mediums you'd like to get asked to write for. So it could be web pages, blogs, brochures, case studies, email newsletters, etc. Nominate the word count for each one of those pieces. So for example, the web page would be say 300 words, the email newsletter might be a thousand words, the blog might be 700 words. Okay, so just get a clear indication in your own mind about what the word count would be for each one of those pieces. And then nominate a fee you'd be happy to charge for that particular piece of work. Don't get caught up in it yet or overthink it too much. This this fee is for your eyes only at this stage. So the point of this exercise is when you're ready to start charging for your work and a prospect asks you for your price, you need to be confident in stating your price. No fumbling, no hesitation, no umming, no ahhing. The more confident you are when discussing price, the more confident the client will feel about engaging you. And the last tip, write your own content before you start writing free content for others. A lot of my students ask me to help them find work experience. Work experience is a great thing to do and it will fast track your learning and help you develop your skills. But like the airline that asks parents to put on their own life mask before they help their children, my recommendation is that you write your own website content and your blogs and your emails before you start writing them for free for others. You will need to write your own copy in order to launch your website, so you may as well practice on your own website. And your website is likely to generate more leads than any work experience piece you can create for a friend. So if you have to write copy for anyone, write it for yourself first. So there's my top 10 tips. So there we have it, the top tips for becoming a successful copywriter. These are the tips, techniques, and templates that get results. Follow these and you'll be on the fast track to eliminate the strategies that don't work so you can focus on the ones that do. If you want to find out how other copywriters have found success and overcome their lack of confidence, join our copywriting community at copyclub.com.au. We know that the fastest way to find success is to have a team of people around you who hold you accountable. That's what Copy Club can do for you. It will give you the momentum you need to keep going whilst you're building your new copywriting career. As always, I'll finish with a joke, and I use that word loosely, but this is a goodie. A great one for writers, actually. Why did Shakespeare write in pen? Because pencils confused him. To be or not to be. And a final quote that I think is really apt and relevant for this particular episode. Never give up on something that you can't go a day without thinking about. I'll say it one more time. Never give up on something that you can't go a day without thinking about. If that's copywriting, don't give up. That's it from me. All the best and bye-bye. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au. 
This podcast was brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. Do you want to get started as a professional copywriter? Have a look at our course, Copywriting Essentials. Created by Bernadette Schwert, this five-week online course will teach you how to write words that sell and get paid to be creative. Find out more at writerscentre.com.au slash copywriting. And thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au.